Robert Jones, a reminder that Christopher Fryer will join us at the top of the hour. Christopher Fryer, author or co-author of many books on movies and television, including Jack Nicholson, The Early Years. We hope you stay tuned. And in the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us as we pay tribute to Jules Bass, Jules Bass of Rankin Bass, as part of this week's DVD report. Jules Bass passed away this past Tuesday, October 25th at the age of 87. The complete Rankin-Bass Christmas collection, a supersized collection of 18 classic Rankin-Bass specials now available on DVD, while the classic Christmas collection featuring many classic Rankin-Bass holiday titles now available on Blu-ray. We've been talking about Rankin-Bass's imprint on holiday specials as well as on Saturday morning television, including the success of such animated series as Jackson 5 and The Osmonds, both of which were produced by Rankin-Bass. What's astonishing about Rankin-Bass, and Jules was a huge uh, part of the boarding, the story, the uh, Maury Laws told me, and a lot of lot of what I'm telling you comes from directly from people who work there, because um, I did know and talk to and, and uh, still... Uh, people who were directly involved. Maury Laws told me that Jules Bass knew a lot about pacing. You know, he was a writer. And so he wrote lyrics, he composed themes, but he worked mostly with Maury Laws uh, with lyrics, but he knew about pacing. And if you look at those specials, and I say this in the commentary for Santa Claus, the pacing of those specials was impeccable. And that's one of the things that he brought to it. He was he was involved in the voice sessions. Rankin was an art director. He knew look. He, there was a very distinctive look to all those shows. You knew their shows. There was a time when you switched channels on Saturday morning and you knew who made everything. You know, when it was Filmation, Hanna-Barbera, the Patty Frilling, Rankin Bass, you know, any company was making it, you almost always knew. Um they, but what made Rankin Bass special was it was a small independent company in New York that was making as almost as much of an output as a big animation house in Hollywood and was a contender and a competitor during some of the you know the the most furious competition in the late 60s and early 70s. I mean, you look at their body of work, not just the TV specials, that's what they became legendary for. Because no one could really touch them except for the Grinch and Charlie Brown Christmas and Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Probably those three biggies. Nobody ever could touch them. And I think one of the reasons is Arthur Rankin had that eye for style. And Rankin and Bass, you know, they, they it overlapped. When art directors and writers, their, their jobs overlap. You know, art directors can write. Arthur Rankin wrote The Daydreamer, the, the, the feature they did. And writers can help art direct. So they overlapped. They were very much a partnership all the way through. But they had lots of cartoons on Saturday morning for quite a while that were very, very successful. Some that were weird, that weren't successful, but very, very experimental. There was one I loved, I wish was on home video, called Tom Foolery in 1970 that was based on Lewis Carroll and Edward Lear rhymes. It was insane. It made no sense. It was all, and I had the Mike Sam singers in it, and all of this surreal, crazy, nothing but, and they had running characters, but it was sort of like laughing, because, but it was all nonsense for 30 minutes. 
and NBC had no idea what to do with it. So they put it on real early. And but you know, if you saw that now, you'd like think this is so creative. And that was done by Hallis and Bachelor in England, one of probably England's most renowned animation companies, husband and wife. They did the first animation feature that was ever done in England, Animal Farm in the early 50s. They did the animation for Rankin Bass for the Jacksons and for uh, uh, the Osmonds. So it wasn't always Japanese. Um, they also worked with a Canadian company called Crawley Films on their earliest things like uh, Tales from the Wizard of Oz. And the first special they ever did, which was Return to Oz. But what uh, the other thing people don't know about Jules Bass is that he and um, and I'm basing this on something someone told me, uh, and also this is sort of something that's come to pass to know. There's a name Julian P. Gardner. That's a pseudonym mostly used by uh, Jules, but it's Julian. But it's also when when necessary, it was also Arthur, because Arthur's son's name was Gardner. It was a catch-all pseudonym. You know, you can't put your name on absolutely everything, and there's all kinds of reasons for pseudonyms. But that means that one of the most familiar and famous songs, there's several really well-known songs that uh, Jules Bass wrote with Maury Laws. Uh, like one of the ones is Put One Foot in Front of the Other from uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Mm -hmm. Probably their most famous song is the Heat Miser and Snow Miser song from The Year Without a Santa Claus. It says in the, in the credits, lyrics, Julian P. Gardner, but it's actually Jules, and sometimes it might have been Arthur, um, because roles overlapped. You know, it's just like when we wrote Mousetracks and we found out that Jimmy Johnson wrote, sometimes he put his name on the albums that he wrote, sometimes he did not. It just depended on the circumstances. Um, in that case, that name was kind of a catch-all, but it was usually Jules. He wrote um, the, the scripts for a lot of the Kid Power episodes. He wrote the theme to Thundercats. He was, um, and a lot of the other and sometimes composed. So he was an extraordinary versatile. Here's a, a versatile person. Here's another thing. Thundercats was a Rankin Bass show? Thun oh, yeah. Thundercats. I, I don't recall that. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Thundercats, which I should do a review of that um, sometime soon, too, because I love Thundercats. Um, yeah, and then the, the show that after that was Silverhawks, which was very kind of similar, only they weren't Thundercats, they were Silverhawks. Then they had a show called Comic Strip. There was, there were, they had quite a few series in the 80s, but Thundercats was a smash. And boy, I'll tell you, we have a board game of that, and we play it all the time. There's a part in that game where you have to go in a forest of silence and you can't talk. Try to get my family or me to not talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, they did Thundercats, and um, it, it he. Uh, but after the company, eventually, <laughs> Ed's really laughing, folks. <laughs> that was fun. Um, that it, it will. Well, I've, I've 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 been on the line with more than one air bar at the same time, so I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The forest of silence is tough for us. Anyway, as Lady Boreal. To quote Mickey Rooney as Santa Claus and Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, as Lady Boreal once said, alas, all things must end. The company did end, and Rankin-Bass all but closed. They did, there were a few, Santa Baby was the last special, um, and there was the King and I feature, which they co-produced. But it all but closed, and Bass wrote other things. He wrote some children's books, like Herb the Vegetarian Dragon, and it was a follow-up cookbook. Um, but he wrote a novel, 
um, that was sort of a kind of like a Sidney Sheldon kind of novel. And uh, I didn't realize it until recently because I'd read the book years ago. It was made into a feature film with Selena Gomez in 2011. So I watched it and it's not a bad, it's a cute little film. Uh, it, they changed it though. It was going to star Nicole Kidman originally. Um, and the script changed many times. Nicole Kidman's name is still listed in the credits as a producer, but she didn't star in it. They decided to skew it younger. Jules' book originally was about a group of women that go to Paris and pretend to be wealthy. It's sort of like how to marry a millionaire, pretend to be wealthy to snag wealthy husbands. And then they meet these guys and guess what? They're, they pretend to be wealthy too. Sort of like when Fred and Barney did that with Wilma and Betty. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's sort of a classic plot, but it was very glamorous and very da dynasty, very you know the Falcony Crest kind of thing, and very entertaining. He's an excellent writer. Um, so he sold this thing, and it became this story of almost Prince and the Pauper. You know, she's your identical twin. You know, we can live in this wonderful suite because she's all spoiled and doesn't want to do it and all. And it was actually kind of a, a cute little movie um, that was made in 2011. And there's his name right on there. So he, he was uh, another thing people don't realize is they tried to do a Broadway musical, but it, it closed. Um, it was not successful called The Month of Sundays in around 1967. And Mari Laws and Jules Bass wrote the uh, lyrics to that. And there is one song that survived out of that called Elbow Room. And that song ended up in the special Mouse on the Mayflower, which has not been released on home video, but floats around a little bit on, uh, on whatever, wherever you can find it on the internet. Uh, that's the one with Tennessee Ernie Ford. Yes. So Jules Bass was a giant, was a major talent, and the likes of him, as they say, may never be seen again. But what he did, how many, you know, people like he and Rankin did, like these, you know, they were not only pioneers, but these shows are going to just go on and on and on. You know, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. The complete Rankin-Bass Christmas collection, 18 of the most famous Rankin-Bass holiday specials of the past, um, I was going to say 50 years, the ones that we all grew up uh, watching, uh, chock full of extra features, including the Animagic World of Rankin-Bass, excellent documentary featuring Greg Airbar among others, complete Rankin-Bass Christmas collection available DVD, wherever DVDs are sold, the classic Christmas collection, a smaller but nonetheless comprehensive collection of Rankin Bass specials now available on Blu-ray. Jules Bass passed away in October of this year. You can read Greg Arabar uh, once a month and uh, cartoonresearch.com. Greg, we'll see you again soon. Thank you for allowing me to say all this about somebody that I really admire. Thanks, Ed. Christopher Fryer co-author of Jack Nicholson, The Early Years. Christopher Fryer will join us when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash TV Confidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential, or at 
TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.